four, three, two, one. Boom. We're live. I'm so sorry. I apologize each and every one of you. We're late, man. We're late in the week. I was a little nervous, feeling like I wasn't going to get a show in, so I was kind of having to settle in with the fact that maybe I had to skip this week. I originally, it's funny funny story it is, before we continue, was the fact that on Monday I recorded an episode. I mean, it was part of an episode. I was doing a little bit a part of it, but I didn't release it. Because during the time of this, this whole funny thing happened, is my phone, the signal, so basically like the um, the, the, the whole tower, not my phone, the, the tower had some technical difficulties, I called customer service, I said the tower was down, and it was going to take about two hours, so I basically woke up in the morning, as I do when I do the show, sometimes, like, you know, every time I do the show, sometimes it's different times of the day, but I did it, and... It was fucking up during that time. I was sending text messages to her, and I was like, hey, babe. And I was like, are you ignoring me? And we got in a little stupid fight because of the fact that I thought she was ignoring me. Childish, I know, but sometimes you got to do it. You know, sometimes it happens in relationships. That's the most important part. And um, then my phone messed up, and, you know, until the, the, the day after it wasn't doing that. Like, I was sending messages, and it said, message blocking is active. So all this stuff is saying message blocking is active. And, um, oh, I got a text message. But, um, you know, he was saying that, like, I didn't get blocked. I mean, I, I downloaded an app to make sure and see what the fuck was going on. And I, I texted myself. I wasn't getting text messages after a day went by and stuff. I love you too, baby. And uh, I was just making sure. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Eventually, it stopped. It stopped doing that. And it started working again, and then you know we're back on track. You should have heard it, baby love. Yeah, but anyways, like I said, after that happened, I it, I had a whole pre-show, everything that I was recording for the show, and, you know, uh, like, hold on, sorry. Like, I was thinking about, I was doing the show, like, I did the whole first half, 30 minutes in, and, you know, the things start, stopped working, so I was, in my head... I'm freaking out. I'm worried. I'm thinking, is it my phone? I just bought my phone, honestly. And I'm like, my phone better not be fucking up right now because everything's fucked up. My mood's going to get fucked up. I can't send text messages. But the weird part about it was my phone's data was working. The data switch was working. Um, What is it? What else was working? Oh, yeah, so I can call and stuff. But my phone would disconnect after maybe like... 15, 20 minutes less than that, but it'll like drop the call. Like, why the fuck is this bullshit happening? I was thinking about that um, and everything else. I mean, we didn't even start this podcast without introduction, but um, yeah, like I said, everything was resolved. Everything's good. We're here. It's Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. It is 9.37 p.m. I know it's a lot later, like probably 12 something hours later than we usually would do the show. Like I said, we were back on Monday. We were supposed to be back on Monday following the the post-fight show, or post, uh, we are supposed to do a post-show, which we didn't do, I sincerely apologize to that, if it even matters, but it's good to be, we're, it's good to be 
back, and I feel great to be back here. It's episode 208 of Kicking It With The King. My name is Gabriel Hernandez. It is October. What the fuck? October 17th. My bad. I don't remember the dates. I had text messages pop up in the middle when I was looking at the date. I know. I'm bad for that. October 17th, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost Halloween. What are you guys doing for Halloween? I still remember doing a Halloween episode for this podcast. Like I said, October 17th, 2019, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GTheKingMMA. Um, Facebook.com slash GabrielTheKingHernandez, folks. And like I said, we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. If you have an iPhone, iPad, iWatch. I don't know if you can really subscribe to it on iWatch, but you know, the Kicking It With The King is available on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts, folks. I try to push push the narrative each and every time. Leave us a five-star rating, a review, positive reviews only, negative reviews. Go fuck yourself. I think we only got like one one star whoever that was was a bitch honestly so whoever did that go fuck yourselves this show is rising this show is popular and this is one of the best performances i think i can put on when it comes to the show this is one of the best times of the era of this podcast and based on how long we have it too so like i said subscribe to that ladies and gentlemen and follow me on twitter like i said very active on social media so you know if you have any opinions any thoughts any questions about the show or any questions to ask or have me to answer later on in the, in the few ep- future episodes do that so obviously and, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, I like to talk. I like to interact with everybody. I appreciate all the support. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. Before we do that, I got to take a piss, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll take a quick little 15-minute, no, 15-minute, 15 15-second. 15 hey, it's 9.39 p.m., motherfucker. Give me a break. I will be right back. Okay, we are back. Don't even know if you can fucking tell because we did just did one little quick take and then after that I like went to the bathroom and there wasn't really necessarily a break, so then again we're back, like I said. So we're back. It's great to be back. Honestly, um it's Thursday night. Maybe I was gonna do it on a Friday, but I couldn't wait, man. I just couldn't fucking wait. Honestly, and you know, the fact that I couldn't wait proves that the fact that tomorrow is Friday proves that the fact that we can accomplish anything we put our minds to and proves to the motherfucking fact that there's a brand new episode of Kicking It With The King and I decided to shoot a fucking episode of the podcast. So sit back and relax. We got a great show. Um, I don't really want to go too much into the past when it comes to the past fights other than congratulations to Ioana, Young Jacek, um, Props to Michelle Watterson for always being classy and and victory or defeat. Obviously, like a lot of fans tend to pull, gravitate a little bit more towards her because she's more than just a fighter. She's a mom. She's a family woman. And she has a beautiful family regardless of the losses, regardless of anything else that happened. You know, she still shows class. She still shows, um, obviously her passion for this sport and you know a lot of fans tend to gravitate towards her because how she holds her emotions on her sleeve and a lot of people on her sleeve excuse me and a lot of people can you know relate and you know understand what she's been through and you know when you're with these fighters man you you tend to you know when you become fans you're emotionally invested and you keep you're a part of their lives essentially and you know it's a long journey too so you know she's more than 
just a fighter. Obviously, she's a huge role model, and despite the loss, that doesn't change who she is. And, you know, like I said, you live to fight another day. Congrats to Ioana. She once again solidified her shot. And not, her, not her shot, but, um, well, she did, essentially. But um, she, you know, she has three losses. But you, you look back at those losses. She's lost to Rose twice, and she's lost to Valentina Shevchenko at a weight class above. Very technical fight, very fun fight back back at that time. But, you know, she's proved that definitely she's the next one in line for Zhang Weili's title. So sign sign me up for that fight. Um, very emotional uh, night. Obviously, Yossi Tampa was amazing. A lot of emotional moments, a lot of big moments for me personally. Cub Swanson ending that four-fight losing streak. Unfortunate luck for her Cub. You know, those last couple years, but, you know, he got the job done against a very tough Crone Gracie. Crone also showed that he's very tough, I and mean, he took all those body shots, and he took a lot of big shots in that fight. He didn't seem to wince or, you know, fold up in any pain whatsoever, so it was a good fight overall. Fight of the night earned it, obviously, very well, much deserved and much earned, but, um... You know, at the end of the day, it belonged to Cub Swanson. If you look at the post-fight interviews and stuff, um, definitely showed the emotion. He couldn't even really speak, and that's super emotional to watch. So it was really beautiful to see um, Mike Davis with a beautiful knockout. Say what you want about the controversy, but he got the job done at the end of the day. That's the job of the referee, to be honest. And you know, the fighter's job is to fight until the referee calls it off. So regardless of if the referee makes a bad call, sometimes it makes it to where it's unfortunate because you're a fighter and you got to fight through that. Um, and overall, it was, great. it was a great night. It was a huge emotional night. And, you know, I loved it. But um, what I was going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode, we're going to fast forward because, you know, I, I talked about UFC Tampa already. Um, Nico Price, obviously, with the... Uh, oh, yeah, one more thing on UFC Tampa before we move along to UFC Boston. Like I said, the UFC doesn't take any fucking days off. Um, but I want to talk about Nico Price versus James Vick. We talked about this earlier this Monday, but I didn't save the audio because I just felt like it was one of my poor performances. And, um, you know, obviously I shouldn't say that, but it was just the fact that my phone was fucking up and everything. can't say this on air because it would be kind of <laughs> it would be kind of bad for people to hear that it's not bad man it's just you can't i don't want to say it on air but um so james vicks drops james vick drops four losses in a row you know he lost to paul felder he lost to nico price obviously just last week he lost to dan hooker and he lost to Justin Gaethje. So, I mean, four of the top-tier dudes. I mean, Nico Price being the lower tier of them all. No disrespect. I'm just saying Justin Gaethje potentially one or two fights away from fighting for the title. Dan Hooker just beat Ally Quinta. is in the top ten now. Um, Paul Felder is on fire as of late, too, winning his last fight. You know, looking good. He's Paul Felder. He's a badass motherfucker regardless. Um, and, you know, Justin Gaethje, Dan Hooker. You know, all the people that that, that um, Vic has fought have been top tier. I mean, he lost to Dariush, too. So he lost to Dariush, Paul Felder, um, Jay, uh, oh, sorry, it's fucking almost 10, p- 10 p.m., motherfuckers. Um, he lost to Paul Felder. He lost to Nico Price. He lost to 
Justin Gaethje, he lost to... Fuck, I, I'm losing my train of thought. So, Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje, Nico Price, Benil Dariush. Who's the last person? Dan Hooker. So, he lost to all some really good fucking fighters, honestly. And, um, you know, un- it's unfortunate, man. You know, a lot of people have went on the side and attacked James Vick and say he doesn't have a chin and all that. It was his welterweight debut. Um, Am I going to say that he doesn't have a chin? It's not in my spot to say that. Um, I do say and call things as I do observe. I observe them, and I call it how I see it. But, you know, honestly, like I said, I didn't really realize it was in the first round. I just watched the fight the other day. I looked at the highlights and stuff before that, like the day of or after the fight. I didn't watch that. I didn't get to watch that fight. I watched the Crone versus the Cubs fight and all Cub fight and all that. But I didn't get to see it. I didn't know it was um the full fight. Like I mean, I didn't know that was in the first round. And honestly, it was just like, dude, I didn't realize it was that fast. I mean, obviously, it was a, it was a lot closer than I thought. I thought James was dominating the whole time, but you know, James didn't get that position where he landed on the ground and pound. And he got up. And he was kind of up in his mount when he got kicked. He got knocked out. I mean, it was like a, I don't know. I can't describe the kick. I would show you guys. But, like, you know, it was just like a, you know, it wasn't like a boom. Like, you know, kicking with the bottom of your feet. It was like a heel, like, whoop, right into the chin. And he dropped him right in his guard. And, you know, he was out. James Vick is out yet again. I mean, Nico Price ends fights off his back. He ended the fight with Randy Brown with hammer fists off the bottom. Why he was in the bottom? Like he was on the bottom. He was in. The, he was on. Uh, the, his opponent was on top, and he knocked him out from the bottom. So congratulations to Nico Price. He's seriously become one of the most exciting and you know do or die kind of guy. You no, know, regardless of the fact that you know he has some losses and stuff, couple losses, but it doesn't matter. He's a do or die kind of fight. I mean, he lost to Jeff Neal. I forgot who else he's lost to, but you know he he he's a do or die kind of fighter, and that's the part I love about it. And you know he shows up every single time, and he's a hard fucking fight. I said that uh, James Vick. For James Vick, Nico Price would be a hard fight, especially being the first fight at 170 pounds. So overall, congrats to James Vick. Don't want to spend too much time on last week because we have a lot to talk about this week. Obviously, UFC returns to Tampa, Florida, headlined by Dominic Reyes, undefeated, taking on the former UFC middleweight champion, who's also making his 205-pound debut. Chris Weidman, uh, obviously returning off for, after his uh, loss to Jacare after some neck surgery and some rehab, and obviously, you know, is healthy 100%. He's here. He's back. Uh, they're headlining in Boston. A lot of implications on this fight. A, a huge... Uh, you know, obviously huge title implications for this fight because if you look at the 205-pound division, no disrespect to anybody right now, but this is a big fight, and I do feel that this is the next one in line for... This is this will determine the next, uh, you know, contender. You know, obviously Chris Weidman is 1-4 in his last uh, five fights and stuff. You know, one fight being against Kelvin Gaslam and, you know, him having an unfortunate luck with losing to Luke Rockhold, losing to Romero, Gegard Musasi. Comes back, beats Kelvin Gaslam, and then loses to Jacare after that. But, you know, I feel, I was saying this earlier, that I feel like Chris is in that aura where he has one more shot at 205 pounds. 
to really, you know, prove. I mean, obviously, like I said, he was winning a lot of those fights, and a lot of, and, you know, the Gegard Mousasi fight was unfortunate. They called it off. It was a closer fight than anything. You know, Weidman obviously showed that he had a. Uh, some, some, you know, had some great positions, you know, takedowns, and, you know, he looked good in that fight, he was winning all those, winning all the fight, all the rounds in the Romero fight up until he got caught, you know, it was a back and forth fight with Luke Rockhold, he threw that stupid spinning kick and got caught, you know, like I said, this game, this fight game is a game of inches, man, so you gotta really watch what you fucking do in this fight game, or you can get punished like, like Chris Weidman did, and, you know, unfortunately, like I said, the Jacare fight too, you know, he looked good, he was busting Jacare up, Jacare's all bloodied up and beaten up. I think he broke his nose too in that fight with Chris Weidman and then unfortunately like Chris Weidman gets caught, you know, in the third round after winning. So I mean it's an unfortunate string of bad luck for fans and uh, um for, for fight fans and fans of Chris Weidman, especially when you're when you're watching the uh um especially when you're watching all these uh all the Chris Weidman fight all Chris Weidman fights Basically, like, you know, when you're fans, you want your dudes to win. And when you see them on on a losing streak like that, the only thing you want is for them to get back on the winning track. And, you know, that's unfortunate. I mean, I remember watching the O.L. Romero fight. He was winning all those. I was biting my, my freaking lips thinking about it. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it. When he lost and got knocked out, I went and tried to, like, oh, I thought it was like a replay button. I thought it was a video game. I was like, dude, come on. And I was in disbelief, so I can only imagine how the fight fans feel. Definitely. So, it's like, it's an unfortunate string of luck for Chris. He's in a kind of an unusual spot. It's not like he's getting washed out of the water, man. He makes the fights tough. You're in for a huge night when you're fighting Chris Weidman, man. So, if you're in, you're in for a huge night, you're in for, you're in for a long-ass fucking time. You're in for a tough fight, and Dominic Reyes is in for a tough fight. Not saying that. Reyes isn't dangerous. He's a huge step, not huge step up, excuse me. He's a huge step for Chris Weidman, especially making his 205-pound debut. They didn't really go easy on him. He didn't go easy on himself, but then again, that's Chris Weidman. If you look at all the guys that Chris Weidman's fought and lost to and beaten, he's fought nothing but legends and, and top contenders his whole entire UFC career aside from you know before he was 9-0 before you know basically after he fought Anderson Silva the first time he's been fighting everyone top tier ever since then Leoro Machida Vitor Belfort obviously Gegard Musasi Yoel Romero Luke Rockhold Jacare Souza Kelvin Gaslam who's on fire has a huge fight against Darren Till as well um and, you know, Chris has been fighting nothing but the best, so he has another chance to prove that. And, you know, there's asterisk. There's this asterisk around him to where, you know, if he loses to Reyes, then I, I won't know what to say. But right now, I mean, if, if it's like a clean sweep for Reyes, then it would be a complete bombshell for me. But for me, all those fights that Chris did lose, he had success in those fights. Like I said, I'm not making excuses. I'm not taking credit away from where credit is due at the end of the day. It's whether it's how you win and who, it's who gets your hand raised at the end of the day. But if you speculate it from that point of view and you look at it like a fight fan that way, then that's the way you look. That's the way it should be. And 
And, you know, that's that's the way you look. It's a game of inches, and, you know, if you that's the way you should look at the fight game because it is a game of inches. He has the skills. It's not like he's being wiped out of the water. I mean, controversial last fight for uh, Dominic Reyes, and I feel that the wrestling pedigree of Weidman definitely will be a huge problem. So I definitely do feel the game plan for Weidman will be to, you know, initiate, obviously, the, the takedowns, the clinch, and, you know, make Reyes uncomfortable. With that long, rangy body of Reyes, he's just so tall and has a lot of huge reach long ass legs and stuff and you know he keeps his range well he keeps people at distance and you know great striker as well has power and definitely can pose some serious problems on the feet so i mean we're not saying why men can't hang but the, the strategy is all about strategy man you want to make a statement you want to strategize be strategic in these kinds of fights especially your first fight at 205 pounds it's not about being putting on the best i mean and essentially it is putting on the best performances or your best performance but it's all about you know, being strategical. You don't want to be a one in five in your last, you know, six fights, man. You gotta, you gotta be willing to win this one. You gotta put, you gotta put it all together. Not saying that Weidman won't. I'm sure he has uh, a huge. I mean, obviously he does. He has a great fucking camp behind him. So yeah, I'm sure he's gonna utilize everything he needs to. And especially, I mean, because he's 205 pounds, he's not making the cut. He's not unhealthy. And I think it's gonna be a great fight. I mean, Reyes poses a lot of problems. Weidman poses a lot of problems. And you know, for at the top of all this looms the champion, John Jones, who's been looking for a fight. I mean, he posted on Twitter, going at Israel Adesanya, recently just posted against, uh, posted, sent a tweet to Anthony Rumble Johnson, because Anthony Johnson is uh, um, obviously training for a comeback and looking to come back in 2020. Definitely, obviously, you can think he's entered the USADA pool now, officially, and he's definitely slimmed down a lot. So, Rumble Johnson's putting in the work. John sends tweets at him. John's looking for a fight with everybody. John's just looking for a fight. And a lot of people, including myself, have said that this fight between Reyes and Weidman definitely will spark the interest because both men have talked about John in the past, Weidman more recently as of late. But the big thing for a lot of people, I feel like, oh, Weidman's 1-4. Weidman's one in four in his last five fights. So, why the fuck is this guy talking about John Jones? That's what everyone's saying and all this bullshit like that. I mean, shoot, if Weidman wins, man, put him in there. Two New Yorkers. Let's go. Let's fucking go, baby. That seems like a great fight. It seems like an exciting fight, as does Reyes. But, you know, Weidman, I feel, has a bigger storyline behind it. And, you know, because he's a goat killer, man. He, he's the original guy to go and beat the great Anderson Silva. I mean, if he really is at the top of his heap still and still shows that he has a what it takes to be a champion and, you know, definitely goes and debuts in this weight class and looks absolutely stunning and amazing, then for sure, man, I'll definitely vouch for Chris Weidman to fight for John Jones, fight John Jones next. I mean, Reyes hasn't dealt with any of this kind of pressure. And the guys he's fought, no disrespect to them, you know, especially Jared Cannonier being how Jared looks now. I mean, it makes his it makes his win more special. As um, for who the fuck said it earlier, Ariel Hawani maybe I said it earlier. But it makes it does make it, his win over Cannonier a lot more special. But also shows that I mean at the at that point Cannonier was switching weight classes. At that point, he wasn't on fire. He wasn't bombing like he is at 185 pounds. Reyes does have a win over him, but a win over someone a long time ago really doesn't mean shit nowadays. I mean, it's all about what's going on currently. I mean, it's beautiful that he does have a win. He has Chris Weidman has a win over Calvin Gaslam. Calvin Gaslam looked good as late. Had the fight at night. Obviously lost against Israel Adesanya in his last fight. But um, you know, it was just Weidman's one win out of the last five fights was Calvin Gaslam. And you know, say what you want as a blown up middleweight, blown up welterweight. 
Um, people like to come up with stupid theories when it comes to a lot of it. So, you know, I'm not surprised. But, you know, for me, like I said, this is a must win for me personally, for Weidman. Because I'm really vouching for him and I want that streak to be broken. What I mean by streak as in like, you know, like I said, if he if he just gets wiped out of the water in this next fight against Reyes, then I don't know what I'm going to say. But all these other fights, I feel like he's had a lot of success and he's looked good and he's put together his work. I mean, he did good against Jacare on the feet. He hurt Jacare. He busted him up and all these other different things. I mean, he looked good in that fight up until the third round. He got caught and it's all right. And, you know, it's okay. It's, it's a game of inches. And, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate, you know, string of, of unfortunate luck. But i never seen anything like that. Especially with Weidman. Like, the unfortunate bad luck and stuff. Like, Jesus Christ. We got another amazing fight on there, too. The rematch. <laughs> like five second rematch between Jeremy Stevens and Yair Rodriguez too, but let will not. Well, we're gonna continue to talk about Weidman and Reyes real little more quickly. Quickly, like we're gonna talk for a little bit more about it. Um, you know, Weidman presents a lot of skills, man. He has a lot of wrestling, great jujitsu, and you know, he him on top. You know, Weidman's pressure is 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 a, a nightmare. His jujitsu is great. You know, he 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 can utilize a lot of great tools, he has a lot of problems that he can pose, I mean, obviously, like I said, he is coming off those losses, and, you know, he doesn't have the rest winning record as of late, but doesn't mean anything, and this is a game of inches, this is a fight game, it's strategic, you got to be ready for every single thing that comes, especially when it comes to Chris Weidman, he's a hard fight for anybody, so I definitely feel that it's going to be a huge night, it's going to be a hard night, and, you know, UFC Boston's full Huge, lot of huge fights, a lot of big fights. Definitely, that's what we're going to be doing this weekend. We'll be talking about these and watching them, obviously. Tomorrow are the fights, so like I had to get in this, uh, and talk about these fights before they happen. I'll release this episode later on tonight. Definitely get it in like 10 to 15 minutes after it's released, or less if you're lucky. Um, but let's move on to the co-main event. Um, I'm not going to get into fight picks. I'm you Obviously, you can get what I mean by this. And I think Chris Weidman is going to get this one by unanimous decision over Dominic Reyes. Perfect entry into 205-pound division. Uh, co-main event before we, uh, I think, I, I don't know what else we're after that. But um, co-main event is Jeremy Stevens versus Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez obviously, obviously fought. Jeremy Stevens for like 10 seconds before the unfortunate eye poke which spelled the ending of both their fights in UFC Mexico but 23, 24 plus days later they re- the UFC rematched that fight and had it for UFC Boston because the fans were not going to get robbed of a great fight especially in Mexico City of both of them you know having ties to it somewhat Jeremy Stevens having a little bit lesser of a ties you know have family from Mexico and you know and, and his wife's from Mexico and all that yeah you're Rodriguez being born to Mexico City and you know it was a big moment for him he saw how upset and emotional he was after the fight and all that too so I mean, obviously it meant a lot to them there's been a lot of beef seeing the weigh-ins today Jeremy Stevens wearing the fucking goggles on there and you know it's just kind of poking fun but you know Dana White having to separate it but um oh I love you too baby fucking love you man i can't i wish i could say these conversations but i can't a little too explicit for the listeners ladies and gentlemen but uh gotta keep them a little personal you know what i mean but yeah like i said it's an unfortunate ending last time they didn't get to do the fight in mexico city and um 
you know, the fact is we're getting this fight again, and it's like a main event, two two main events, essentially, but it's a three-rounder now. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great fight, because I, I know if you looked at the little few seconds that we did get, the speed of Yair was quick. Um, I don't know definitely how quick the speed was of Jeremy Stevens compared to Yair. But it did look that Yair had did, Yair had a Yair had a significant speed advantage in the short seconds that the fight did last. And um, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Twitter also at G the King MMA, both on Twitter and Instagram. Follow our podcast page at KWTK Pod, both on Instagram and Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. The same handle for both. But what I was saying, um, you know, we did see a slight uh, speed advantage for Yair. And it's a three-rounder, so they won't have to use as much energy. And they could probably spend more time. But then again, we could be robbed of a completely amazing fight. Say they do have a fight of the night-like fight in three rounds. Judges, can we please get two more rounds on this kind of fight? That's the only part that I'm nervous about. It's going to be a great fight, but I just... I hope I hope there's enough action that's able to be put in three rounds. You know, I like the Chris Wyman Dominic Reyes fight, but can we have two five rounders, co main and main, please? Especially for these kinds of fight, but then again, you know, Jeremy lands one big bomb, he can put the lights out. Yair lands one kick or one nasty liver kick or one some Hey, watch. Watch when watch when something like that happens. Deja vu. It might happen again. But Yair could last some land some nasty kicks and end the fight, man. Yair can end the fight, too. I mean, he's not a dumb guy. Obviously, Jeremy Stevens has been highly aggressive towards him, saying, like, he doesn't die. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, no one's going to die in the cage. Hopefully, no, that doesn't happen in the UFC, man. I think he's just taking it a lot more personal because he thinks that Yair back out of the fight or Yair didn't want to fight or I don't know. He said he didn't think it was intentional back when they had the eye poke and all that. But, you know, essentially, it's just like, dude, let this run it back, exactly. My biggest fear was the fact that the UFC wasn't going to run it back or Yeri didn't want to take this fight in again, take a fight, this, take this particular fight again. But then again, it happened. The UFC booked it. Then here we are, UFC Boston tomorrow. I cannot wait. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna, I might be like kind of busy during that time, but I'm definitely going to be tuning in. I can't wait for that one. Definitely going to be good. I'm, uh, I don't know who I'm going to go with for this one. It's, I'm undecided. Um, if I had to go with, I'm going to go with Yair Rodriguez. Because, you know, all the trash talk that Jeremy's been doing, I do obviously know that he is prepared, well prepared, definitely uh, <laughs> definitely good at, at beating the fuck out of younger fighters and stuff. It definitely shows that he has what it takes to still compete at the highest level, considering that he has had 20-plus UFC fights before that. So I know he's very experienced and very aggressive and, you know, forever evolving. He's one of those guys that, you know, has had so much fucking UFC experience, but now you look at the top of the heap, he is at the top of his game. So it's definitely showing that he is still relevant and still very dangerous and still one of the baddest motherfuckers in that division. So stay tuned for that one, man. It's, I'm fucking tired already, man. It's a long-ass day. Um, What else do we got? Let me see if any breaking news. I know we got some things that have broke, and as of late, let me just look real quick. And then we'll obviously maybe wrap it up because it is kind of fucking uh, late, and I'm tired. It's vanilla tired too. But um, like I said, we have more shows. We have the post show coming up later on. That's not changing anything. Um, 
<laughs> the fuck? Random, this came out. Uh, Kevin Gates said he decided to lose weight after a baby tried to suck on his chest. That's fucking hilarious. Let me, I was gonna scroll and look for some, uh, oh, no, no, uh, well, let me, I wanna pull it up because, uh, Conor McGregor wants to fight with Frankie Edgar. So, I think that's a fight to make. Dana pulled the brakes on it, but I do think that, um, that is an amazing fight. I cannot wait for that. I hope that happens, man. That's one of the few fights, you know, back then when Conor was really hot, back when he fought for the interim title against Chad Mendez. That was one of the few fights that was announced, or not announced, but, like, talked about. And it's one of the fights, you know, for McGregor that a lot of people wanted to see for the longest time. Like, oh, how is he going to handle the pressure? How is he going to handle the rest constant Frankie, Frankie Edgar wrestling pressure? And, you know, we never really got to see that too much. But, you know, that's a fight to make. Dana White, what the fuck are you doing? So, look what I was going to say. Ariel Hawani is from Ariel Hawani on, on Instagram. Luke Rockhold hasn't said much since his knockout loss in July. He told me tonight that it's possible he will never fight again. He's like, I have no interest in fighting right now. Rockhold said he had jaw surgery in July and said it was wired shut for five days. But contrary to what was said earlier, that was the first time he broke his jaw. So, a lot of people thought that he may have broke his jaw against Yoel Romero, myself included. But I didn't think that that happened. What the fuck? Hmm. I didn't see Brian Ortega on the Area Hawani show. Did I miss something? I gotta go back and listen to it. Um, Area Hawani's bold predictions. Israel Adesanya will not be Eugene Behrman's final UFC champion. Before it's all said and done, Cain Velasquez will have one more MMA fight. Definitely can't go out. I mean, obviously going and joining the WWE, fantastic. You know, the rematch with Brock Lesnar, obviously WWE ring and, you know, what he's doing for his career based off where he's been at in his career, how far he's gotten in his MMA career. You know, he has nothing left to prove. But, you know, going out on a loss like that, like he did in Ganu, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Tatiana Suarez will be a champion at some point. That's what it is. Um, we're not too far away from uh, UFC 244, Masvidal versus Diaz. That's going to be a good fight. I cannot wait for that shit. And, you know, there's a lot of MMA going on, man. So definitely uh, really excited for it. So it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot There's a lot of, go a lot of shit going on in, in the world of mixed martial arts right now. It poses for a great time. It poses for, a, you know, exciting time. And, you know, it's, it's a good time. You know, like I said, I was trying to get in here real quick to get my give my thoughts and stuff and not be dry because I know that I did go the whole week. Essentially, don't that, that doesn't mean that I wasn't doing a show. I did a show on Monday, but I didn't get to finish it because of technical difficulties. And I sincerely apologize to all that. I didn't mean to. Obviously, there's no harm done. The fact is we're back, folks, and we're going to continue to be back. Back. That is our show for today. I have busy things. I have to be up super early tomorrow. So, you know, I wanted to get in and get some words and give my thoughts. Because I did put a lot of effort into this short amount of time. I did love it. I love every second of it. I continue to keep doing that. I continue, uh, continue to keep putting shows out for you guys. And that's what I want to keep doing, ladies and gentlemen. I'll put on the best shows for you. You can follow me one more time at... G the King MMA on Instagram and Twitter. Follow our podcast page at www.anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to start your own podcast today, 
Download the Anchor app in the Google Play or Apple App Store, ladies and gentlemen, wherever, wherever you get your apps in. Download the Anchor app. It is the app for you. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Start your own podcast. It's as easy as one, two, three. This app distributes your podcast to the masses. All the other major podcast providers, your podcast will be available. You don't have to stress about it being only available on one platform. You don't have to stress like I did when I had to have my phone only sync to iTunes. It only, it would only, it was only available on iTunes. No one else was able to listen to it. It was a pain in the ass, folks. And I don't want to be a pain in the ass for any of you guys. I appreciate the support. Leave ratings, leave reviews, share, like, support, motherfuckers. We're back, and we're continuing to be back. We will be back, obviously, after the fights this Saturday on Sunday morning for sure. We're not gonna go without doing that. Last time, like I said last time, we had a post. We were supposed to have the post show, but we didn't, and we will. This time around, folks. I appreciate you guys one more time for joining us. G, the king, out. We'll be back this weekend, folks. See you soon.